Radiodrome. It is Radiodrome, episode 46, and Brad and Jared and Jillian are off at Horror Hound, and I didn't get to go because all of my listeners were too cheap to it's help because me. because nobody likes you, Josh. I was going to give you a proper introduction. No. But you just got to butt in. I huh? do have to butt in. That's the way it is. Go ahead and introduce me. Hey, do you guys recognize his voice if and you listen to Lost? man that needs no introduction. And he's not getting one. Hi, everybody. I'm Scott. I'm normally on Lost in the Static with Josh. If you don't know me, and if you do know me, thank you. And, he, well, you've been on this show before. I have. I've, so. I, it's, it's been a long time, but we, we talked about the rise of the video store, if I remember correctly. Right, and tonight we're going to go the polar opposite and talk about the fall of the video store. And they fell hard. It's a shame. In, to a degree. Some of the companies I don't feel so bad about. But well, before we do that, okay. remember we have a promo to do. We do. Do you remember what the promo is? Yes. Sally Mae's Hot Pancakes. I haven't finalized a deal with them. How, okay. how about we do the one that we actually have a contract with? <laughs> okay. Uh, well, all right. So you know what I was thinking since I, I did take a little bit of time off from Lost in the Static and I haven't pod, I haven't actually recorded with you for a little while. I was thinking I need a dildo. Do I like where this is going or not? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. But if I if I did want said dildo or perhaps some porn movie like a, a DVD or lingerie or any stuff like that. I hope the lingerie is for your wife. <laughs> All right. This has just got awkward. So we're just going to say adamandeve.com. The promo code is DROME, D-R-O-M-E. And if you use that, you get 50% off of a single item. Three free DVDs, free shipping, and a free mystery gift. That's so mysterious. Even I don't know what it is. That's because it's different for everybody. Right. And let us know if you if you do use the deal, which we I, I know I've I've talked to your wife. I know some people have. My wife does the accounting for this show. Exactly. Th- number one, thank you very much because that really does go to supporting Radiodrome and supporting Josh and. Uh, even though I don't get too much when it comes to the Radiodrome code. I, we, he, he, he gets his I share get, of static. I get my share of static stuff. But anywho, we know that some of you have, and we'd love to know what that mystery gift is that you got. So where where do they write in and let us know? 1201beyond yes. at gmail.com. Perfect. All right. Now, we said we'd talk about the fall of the video store. To you, when do you think the when you stopped going to video stores? Oh, I stopped going to video stores when broadband internet access came to my town. And if you hear knocking in the background... That's his uh, new cat. Yeah, we just got a new kitty. Well, not just. We've had her for a couple of weeks now, but she is a rambunctious kitten, and she is currently crawling around in my closet. Um, That's not a euphemism. That's not a euphemism. She's literally in my closet. Uh I think the the fall of the video store for me really came when um, when I got broadband internet access. You just torrented the hell out of everything. No, I didn't. I didn't torrent things. It's just it's a weird coincidence. Uh, I I started doing more stuff online, and I started spending more time online. And you know, back then you did have Napster, which you could get either music or movies or files. And and along with Napster, there were a couple others. It wasn't quite torrenting, but I did my fair share of file sharing and uh, yeah, and watching cable at home and with internet at home, I, did, I didn't feel the need to go out to the video store to get, you know, the big late release or whatever. There was enough 
entertainment options at home that I didn't need it. Well, I'd like to ask the audience to write us and let us know when the last time you actually went to a video store. Now, the only big chains that are still out there, Blockbuster is still out there, but we're going to talk about Blockbuster more later. Mm -hmm. Hollywood Video is gone. Video Watch is gone. Movies at Home is gone. Suncoast is gone. Uh, Family Video is surprisingly strong, still strong. Family Video is They're actually building more stores. Yeah, yeah. And despite being called Family Video, here's a tip, guys. At least the ones near me all have hardcore porn. Yeah, back rooms. Which is funny for a place called Family Video. Well, you know, sometimes you need a little inspiration to start a family. Well, like like I said, we'll talk more about Blockbuster, but that was one of their problems. Mm Mm-hmm. People wanted porn, and they were going to go elsewhere for it if Blockbuster refused to carry it. Mm -hmm. But you have part of what I consider the fall of the video store was, of course, the Internet, like you brought up. It Mm -hmm. just became easier to get the movies than driving out and going and renting the, the DVD or the VHS tape. Exactly. But there also was some of their own sleazy practices, their own idiotic policies that some of these stores instituted, and just the general competition, everyone trying to undercut everybody else to the point where, and I can't believe I'm kind of being sympathetic to the companies, to be cheap, you know, for Blockbuster to be cheaper than Video Watch and for Video Watch to be cheaper than Hollywood Video and for Hollywood Video to be cheaper than Family Video, there was no way they were going to make a profit. Exactly. And I, I do remember we had, um, I forget what chain it was, but this was back in Indiana, and we had they, were, they would run a deal three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm sorry, Monday, Wednesday, and Sunday. They would run a deal where you got five new release movies for a dollar for five nights. Yeah, there's no way you're making a profit on that. No, there is absolutely no way you're making a profit on that. Especially since, and and I used to work for a mom and pop video store. Um, And I know that those new releases, which we never had in the mom and pop video store, because they were $100. Yeah, $100 for, for... a basic one or, or, you know, sometimes as much as $180 for a disc. And it was, we couldn't, we couldn't do that. So we, we would get second string and things we bought from other video stores and stuff like that. But then you also had part of the reason the mom and pops, you know, this goes to the sleazy practices that we're going to talk more about in a little bit. Blockbuster made exclusive deals for new releases that Blockbuster would get the newest Mel Gibson movie, et cetera, et cetera. And they would have an exclusive license to it. So the only way that the mom and pop store could get it would be to pay the $200 a tape for it. Mm-hmm. Where a Blockbuster is paying $20 a tape and they have an exclusive 90-day window on it. Exactly. So mom, that was specifically made to put the mom and pop video store out of business. And just as a quick aside, you're, 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 you're starting to see some of those same deals trying to go through the door uh, <clears throat> with the streaming stuff now with with. Redbox and and yeah, uh, I've heard Netflix, Netflix and that. stuff like that. You, you're trying to see some of those sleazy deals go through in the same deal with that. Only now they're much more public than they were back then. And for instance, Netflix Ironically ain't enough, going for the it. Yeah, and Netflix ain't going for it. So huzzah. Well, and then just okay, let's just talk about the sleazy business practices of Blockbuster was the biggest. I mean, did, did you hear about what they used to do to mom-and-pop video stores, how, how they would basically run them out of town, and the mom-and-pop video store would get nothing out of it? They wouldn't even get bought out? Well, again, remember, I used to work at a mom-and-pop video store that was run out of town by Blockbuster, but please explain for the sake of the listeners. 
what they would do, and I don't know if this is in all cases, but I've heard this on numerous from numerous different states and numerous different people. What Blockbuster would do is they'd come into the mom-and-pop video store and say, we're going to offer you, just to throw out a number, $100,000 for your store and all your stock. Mm-hmm. Mom-and-pop video store would say, no, we're not interested. Blockbuster would go, all right, fine. They would go to the city and buy the land that the mom-and-pop video store was on and say, we now own your land. Your rent is now $40,000 a month. And then after about three months, Mom and Pop are out of business. Blockbuster already owns the land. They build the Blockbuster. They didn't even have to pay them to leave. Walmart's done the same thing. Yeah, and and that is just so sleazy. It's basically when we come in, you have no choice. You're out of business. It's not even a competition thing at that point. Actually, I do have to. I do have to tell you the Mom and Pop video store that I worked for. It eventually failed, but it failed along with all of the others. It actually hung. It. It stayed longer than most of the rest in Muncie. <clears throat> and the reason being is when Blockbuster came into Muncie and did that, and they, they tried to buy the land, uh, luckily the, the land had been in one family for so long that they, were they able, weren't able yeah, to. They were not able to. Uh, so that's one thing that saved them. The other thing that saved them was they went ahead and they sold. Anything that Blockbuster wanted to buy stock-wise, they were welcome to buy. At cost? At cost. And that's precisely what Blockbuster did. The thing is, this mom-and-pop video store was built on a college campus, and it had a very, very large back adult room. And Blockbuster doesn't do porn. Which is another thing. That that was just dumb for Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. That was just stupid. They said, we are a family-friendly store. And, and they even got to remember... And I'm saying this not for you because I know you lived right, through this. Right. But when I say this stuff, I'm not insulting Scott. I'm I, letting I, the audience who's so much younger than us know this. Not only would Blockbuster not stock porn, Blockbuster was the first video store to say, we want Blockbuster edits of movies. Yep. You know, this NC-17 movie, we are making you. If you want to be carried in Blockbuster, and remember, and there was a time in the 90s when, when whether you got in Blockbuster or not, was going to be the deciding factor in whether your video was a hit or not in the home market. And so the studios would cut their movies to Blockbuster's Blockbuster's standards. The weird thing is Blockbuster also, they may may not carry porn, but they did carry some softcore Skinamax-type stuff. Showtime. They had had an exclusive deal because they got bought by Viacom at one point, bought Blockbuster. Also... They would have things like the Playboy workout tape. So the ladies may not have been naked, but they may as well have been. Right. And stuff like that. I thought I always thought it was hypocritical. I was like, if you're going to do that, just go all the way and put a door in your store. Well, it, it, it's really funny what, uh, what Todd Sheets at Jackalope did once. He took... Now, have you ever seen the movie Cannibal Holocaust? Uh, it's been a while, but yes. You know how notorious that movie is. Yes. For, well, what he did is... He went and rented some movie that turned out to be a blockbuster edit. So he taped over the tab and put Cannibal Holocaust on the tape and then returned it for some unsuspecting victim to find. (laughs) Nice. And if anyone's ever seen Cannibal Holocaust, it starts like a nice nature documentary, nice even soundtrack and shots of the rainforest, and you don't know what you're about to get your ass into. Exactly. But so Blockbuster wouldn't do that. Then they had their whole, they were notorious for getting sued over their late fee policy. Especially, they just spent almost a billion dollars 
last year settling lawsuits over, remember, no late fees? Yeah. And, and then yet, if, if you didn't return the movie within three months, you were charged the full purchase price for the movie. Yep. And they, they were fined for deceptive advertising, and they paid, I think it was almost a billion dollars in lawsuits over that. Nice. Yeah, because Blockbuster is such an upstanding company. And now they're going head-to-head with Netflix, and they can, <clears throat> they're they can stuff it. Well, the only thing I like better about Blockbuster Online, and, you know, and I'm talking the physical DVDs being sent to you, mm-hmm. they have a lot of titles that Netflix doesn't. I don't know if it's yeah. an exclusivity deal, but I found that there's stuff I can't find on Netflix. I go to Blockbuster.com and go, hey, they have it. That's interesting. Yeah, remember those deals that they made back in the 80s? Yeah. In the 90s? Yeah, they're still making them. Well, another dumb policy they had, and this just, it might have, it probably seemed like a good idea at the time, was the whole new releases are always in stock. Remember that? <laughs> yes. And so, that was a mistake. Yeah. So the new Mel Gibson movie would come out, and there'd be a hundred copies on the shelf. Now, you got to remember, not only to make room for that hundred copies, you had to move 99 or so other things off of the yep. shelf. So not only did you limit availability, but, I mean, and there were times when I'd go into a Blockbuster and all 100 copies would be checked out. So oh, yeah. I understand that first week after that, they're selling those copies for a dollar or two apiece, something yeah. that they spent twenty nine ninety nine on. That was not a smart fiscal policy when you look back at it because you, you can't think this movie's going to keep renting 100 copies a night for four or five months until you make back your price. That's, That's right. not going to happen. That was a just a dumb, dumb idea. Well, it was. I, I put it right up there when it comes to advertising. Um, what was the Domino's had the 30 minutes or, or it's free? I Was it Domino's or Little Caesars? I, uh, no, Little Caesars never really delivered. Okay. Um, well, do, Domino's. Yeah, Domino's had the, had the 30 minutes are free. And so you would get people that would mess with the drivers so that they would be late. You would end up with drivers that were constantly getting speeding tickets or killed or yeah. hurting others and stuff like that in order to make their deadline because anytime you get a free pizza from a place, it doesn't come out of the, the restaurant's bill. It comes out of the driver's tips, Yeah, uh, which sucks. Trust me, I've been there. It sucks for the driver. But, but. but yeah, I, I throw Blockbusters always, you know, new releases always here right up there with the 30 minutes or less of going, you know, you didn't really think this through, did you? <laughs> well, and then, you, you now, not so much Blockbuster, but all the video stores, at least that were still around, did this when DVD came in. They, they basically abandoned VHS like that. Oh, in a heartbeat. You know, and so these VHS tapes that they paid, in some cases, $80 for retail, they were selling for two ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Not fiscally wise. And I know Hollywood Video did that. Video Watch did that. The the Video Watch in Sturgeon Bay, oh, my God, did they piss me off with what they did. They destroyed so many awesome tapes. About about two months before they did the total switch over to DVD, there was some new corporate policy that said all videotapes have to be in a uniform clamshell box. So they would cut the sleeves cut the top off, cut one of the spines off, and cut them to fit into a clamshell. Yep. A month later, they were clearancing all those out for a dollar apiece. Oh, yeah. And they took so many 80s big boxes and rare tapes and just destroyed the boxes. As a collector, that offended me. What an idiotic policy that was. Well, all of VHS is stupid anyway. 
Man, you just rose the ire of the list of the listenership of this show, man. Remember where you are. This is the static. I know, I know. And and you have to understand every every once in a while I got to say something just not just to raise your hackles, but to raise their hackles every now and then too. So, but, but I mean, just just think about it from a collector's perspective. Yeah, I, that I, is I, just asinine. Isn't I it? I hear you. I hear you. I remember you know working working with Dane and, and Tandra, who owned the video shop where I used to work. Yeah, that was one of the things that they did was they took immaculate care of their boxes. If if they were able to get a video in a box, especially those old big box ones. Um, yeah, th- those were difficult without cutting them to try and... Well, no, they, they would. what they would do is they would just put the tape in a clamshell with, with like a photocopied Yeah, I, I saw that a lot but, at video uh, stores. But, you know, the boxes, I remember in their storage unit just... Stacks and stacks and stacks of boxes, Empty. and when they, and when they finally sold and you know, all of their videotapes and made that switch over to DVD, that's what they did. Was we got I I spent probably two weeks going between a storage unit and the store and just putting tapes in boxes, <laughs> and uh, so you you'll you should be happy to know that not all stores were stupid like that. Corporate stores were. It was the corporate stores that were stupid like well, that. Corporate. That, that's, that's the operative word here. And then you also had. Now again, I don't know if this was just. See, we, we never had a blockbuster in Sturgeon Bay. So when I talk about Video Watch, that was the big video store until Family Video came in. Okay. We okay. Got a family Video now, but Video Watch. What they also had. I don't know who if it was Monkeys running this company, but they had the dumbest corporate policies. Now. They they decided you know everything was going to be segmented you know you got the sci fi section the horror section the drama section the kids section sure, by genre. okay it makes perfect right. sense that that makes sense how they categorized some things I mean and and you would see this wasn't just somebody said oh this goes here it's I actually asked about this a few times and they said no corporate and they showed me the book corporate says this is a drama mm-hmm. they would have like Star Trek one through six in sci fi. Fine, mm-hmm. classic track. Makes sense to me. And at the time, only Generations was out for Next Generation. Right. That was in Action Adventure, because that makes sense. The Santa Claus with Tim Allen was in Action Adventure. The old Spider-Man cartoon by Ralph Bakshi, that was in Action Adventure rather than being in Children's. The Crow, clearly a fantasy action movie, was in Drama. You know, I mean, it was one of these head scratchers where you go... How are you categorizing these movies? I mean, I remember they had tapes of Highlander the series. The, all the Highlander movies were in fantasy. All the Highlander the TV series were in action. Um, shouldn't those be together? You would think. You know, like the Star Trek movies. How does Generations qualify as a drama rather than sci-fi? Answer, riddle me this, Batman. I don't know. You know, the Santa Claus, how is that how is that a drama? Shouldn't that be in comedy? You would think. And and what's even weirder is right on the box of the I don't know if you remember, but on the VHS boxes, right on the back somewhere when it would give all the information about the movie, it usually said comedy, drama, you yeah. know, sci fi, something like that. It would give a genre right there on the box. So I don't know what Video Watch's problem was. I don't understand why they said we're gonna categorize stuff. Really, really weird. We're we're not going to put tapes where people think the tape is going to be. Well, it, it, actually, I I have to admit the uh, the Hollywood video in town 
the one here in Green the Bay one here that, that, in Green that just Bay went out of business. That just went out of business. They used to have the some of the Transformers the series. The old eighties cartoon. The old eighties cartoon. And that would of course be in kids. Makes sense. Um the movie, the eighties movie. But the eighties movie had a couple of swear words in it. The 80s, so maybe yeah. that wasn't a kids movie. Maybe, but come on. Come in. The family video the family video in Sturgeon Bay. And I didn't point this out to him, which maybe that makes me a jerk. They had Ralph Batchy's Fritz the Cat in the kids section. It makes perfect sense to me. You know, that that first X rated yep. animated film of ever. Yeah, that's a total kids movie it's right a horrible, there. Horrible, horrible movie, by the way. I actually like it. I I I, me. I, I, I like it the sequel's terrible, but you there didn't even sequels? know that you didn't even know there was a sequel. No, I, I saw the look on your face. There are sequels. That's frightening. <clears throat> yeah, and it just so, sometimes the corporate policies just don't make sense when you think about them. Or, or in this case, didn't. Well, and then did did you ever have? Because I know you're not from Green Bay. Did they have Suncoast Video down by you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, did yeah. they rent or just? Sell. They just I can't sold. remember. Okay, they, they didn't rent at all. The one here in the mall, I remember going into, and just I don't understand what it was. How places like this and Media Play stayed in business as long as they did, just so overpriced. Oh yeah. You know what? I mean, get to remember this is the VHS Laserdisc era. DVD doesn't exist yet, and they're wanting like thirty dollars for a brand new VHS. Which in the eighties, yes, I understand that. In nineteen ninety four. $30 for the same tape that you can go to Walmart and spend $5 on? Yeah. That's bad corporate policy. And they had the, they uh, by the time Suncoast hit Muncie, Indiana, they had DVDs. Okay. But I don't think I ever saw a DVD in there under 50 bucks. And I didn't understand how or why. Yeah, it's I remember some of the music stores in Green Bay and Appleton this is when DVD was really new. You know, I mean, DVD was probably a year old. I didn't even have a player yet. Right. But, you know, you'd see the movies, so you'd go and look at them and whatnot. And all of a sudden, you'd be like, okay, the VHS is over there for $20. Yeah. The DVD is over here for fifty nine ninety five. Yep. And yes, it's widescreen, but there's no other extras. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, I saw that with Seven when that came out. It's like, okay, it's widescreen, but... There's no extras on mm-hmm. that. There's no extras on the tape. In fact, if you want a good idea of what DVD and and CD pricing used to be like, go into Barnes and Noble. <laughs> Today, yeah. Today, Barnes and Noble, because they, I don't know why or how they're able to keep their media section up because they, wow, are they overpriced. Just social comment here. Well, like Media Play, the only reason my wife and I would ever go into Media Play was to look through the, the discount bin. The, well, the only reasons I went into to Media Play and the reason I kind of miss Media Play was because they had a huge anime selection. At one time, when I first moved up here in the, in the early yeah. 2000s, they had this huge, really hard-to-find anime section. A lot of them were probably imports. Yeah, and and... Now that's gone, uh, and and during the time that I that I've been here, of course, they eventually cut that down to just the U.S. versions of major animes, animes, and then eventually media play folded, and now I go to Best Buy and I just weep at their <laughs> the only the only thing I ever buy at Best Buy is again 
the discount or mm-hmm. the clearance stuff. I always go in there to see what what DVDs are in the five dollar rack. Otherwise, Best Buy, I don't I don't care anymore. It's dead to me. I know, but I, I I do go in there and I look at their anime section and I just weep at its lack of depth. Well, when when the Hollywood Video was switching over, they, this would still be two three years before they would go out of business here in Green Bay. When they were switching over from VHS to DVD, all VHS tapes. It, well, okay, I, I, let me retract that. Not all. They had a little section of like twelve tapes that were not for sale. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, all VHS tapes were twenty five cents. You might have still worked at twenty six with me at the time. I came back from lunch with just boxes and oh, boxes I of do, tapes. I do remember that. And you, you were just making fun whole, of me brutally. Yeah, the whole back end of your car was just, I think you had, what, six or seven boxes? Yeah, I just... And it, then your trunk, you had four more boxes <laughs> or something? Yeah, and you were just brutally making fun of me for, like, you do know most of these are on DVD, right? It's like, yeah. screw you. <laughs> these were 25 cents a piece. Or if you want, man, I can just torrent these down for you for free and... Well, I remember you and Pat were making fun of me. Like, you pick up some 80s movie and you go, you're not going to like this. It's in color. I remember you guys making fun of me about that. <laughs> Assholes. Ooh, Josh, this one's in stereo. Do you have the proper equipment? <laughs> Assholes. <laughs> Jerks. <laughs> but Not at 26, but at 25 at, at the ABC station in Evansville that I worked for. I kid you not, I had the manager of the production department. I don't know how he became manager of the production department, but I remember him seriously getting angry because someone told him that no one rewinded his DVDs. They actually sell, did you ever see the DVD rewind? Yes. I don't but know who no, would buy that. But no, you don't understand. He, I mean, he made a, he made a post about it on the company bulletin board. And when I say company bulletin board, this was for some reason the TV station was like, "Internet? What's that? F- the internet? It doesn't exist. You know, it doesn't exist. Nobody has a computer at home. It's silly." And so when I say, and "What company, year is this?" This is nineteen ninety nine. Okay, so DVD has been around for about two, three years. Yeah, DVD has been around for about two or three years. And I went to him and I went, look, you're going to want to get online. Computers are in everybody's house. The internet is going to get huge. No, no, it's for nerds and geeks and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, so when I say company bulletin board, I literally mean a bulletin board. He put up a big sign there with a picture of his DVDs. Um, during one of the station meetings, he got up. And, and I mean... Other managers, reporters, and of course the entire production department is laughing at him. And, and then you you also have when when video stores started to fa- started to fall, and, and DVD was just getting DVD was just killing them because you got to remember red boxes started to come in, and then the blockbuster kiosks and things like that. Okay, I can pay a dollar to get the movie here. And I can return it to anyone. Right. Or I can pay three dollars to Blockbuster and have to, and can only return it to this specific store because mm-hmm. that was one of the things that pissed me off. We had in Green Bay at, at one point we had three Blockbusters. Right. So depending on where I was that day, where I was going at lunch, I would stop in there because I had a Blockbuster online account. And you know, if if you return the movie, you get in the mail there, you get a free in-store rental. So it was just more responsible to to return it in store. So 
depending on where I was, I'd go, I'd go to say the one on the west side. Sure. Then the next day, when I'd try, be trying to return the movie, I'd go, well, I'm not going to the west side. Why can't I return it to the one on the east side? No, sir, each store is independent. We can't take videos from another blockbuster. Why? Yeah. Explain to me why. Which is incredibly silly because Hollywood Video did that. Family Video does that. You can record it, return it at any store. Yeah. Um, even even It was just another stupid blockbuster policy. Yeah, the one surviving video store that really is surviving down in Muncie is Marsh. I don't know. Marsh Supermarkets. Oh, yeah, because that's the other thing that we got to talk about is when you'd have the video stores in all the groceries. Oh, yeah, the all video the section. Well, believe it or not, the video section in these Marsh Supermarkets still exists, but you can, you can rent it one and return it any Marsh Supermarket, and they're all over uh, from... Indianapolis area spanning out to about Bloomington. If you draw that kind of a radius, there's Marsh. Okay. But, um, yeah, and so it's very handy, and I've, I've never understood why Blockbuster was like that. I think it was just Blockbuster seemed to be that one corporation that no matter what, they refuse to change. We are not letting the customers dictate corporate policy, yeah. and that's why they filed for bankruptcy last year. And it, it was real ironic on a lot of the a lot of the web pages, a lot of the news pages, like the Huffington Post page mm-hmm. that ran the story about Blockbuster going bankrupt. The coincidental ad on that page was for Netflix. I remember that just going, "Oh man, that that had to have been intentional. Somebody at Huffington had to have done that." On Hello, purpose. wound. Have some salt. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But when these stores started to go out, DVD had taken over. See. One of the things I don't like about DVD right now, and Blu-ray is becoming this ghetto at the same time, is you remember what happened to VHS by, say, 93, 94. It became a ghetto. They were re-releasing everything. Any movie you could ever think of, and, and keep in mind, on the surface, this is a good thing. Any movie you could ever think of is on video. Oh, and they just slapped it on video. It, yeah, there was, and there was just so much. It was a deluge of product to the mm-hmm. point where the good stuff got lost amongst all the crap. And right. DVD wasn't like that at first. Right. For the first four or five years of DVD, and I'm not saying it was all good stuff, because there was you know, plenty of lost in spaces and stuff like that. Sure, but sure. It, basically, to get a DVD release, because it was so expensive, the movie had to be worthwhile. Right. Now, everything. Again, everything is lost in that deluge of crap. Mm-hmm. And, and Blu-ray is becoming the same thing. Really? We need Scooby-Doo episodes on Blu-ray? Well, what's you know, even, things like that? What's even more of a shame, and I'm seeing this with both... I, I saw this with DVD, and I'm seeing it with Blu-ray, too. Uh, the reason that you upgrade to DVD is because you want that kind of picture and sound quality that VHS is just not giving you at this point, or something like that. Or when the reason you go from DVD to Blu-ray is because you see somehow that it's different or better. I don't see much of a difference between those two, but nonetheless, you you see that it's different or better or more, or it's the newest thing. And I remember looking at a, a a movie released on DVD that rather had me excited, and it was a straight from video transfer. So you still got the artifacts, you still got the weird sound that would drop excuse me that would drop so it was out basically an to analog to digital uh, yeah yeah uh, an analog transfer. to digital transfer and you're seeing that in with blu-ray now where as opposed to going and remastering it 
for Blu-ray, they're just straight transferring it. So there's absolutely no point in upgrading. They they, they did that. Uh, did you ever get Flash Gordon on DVD before they put out the special edition? No, no, I didn't. The original, you know, Warner Brothers, when they had those horrible pseudo clamshells yeah. with the, the cardboard covers that, <laughs> yes. you know, got wet really easy and mm-hmm. crap like that. Well, the original release of uh, Flash Gordon on that is literally a transfer of the Laserdisc. Really? There's even, if you slow it down enough, there's one frame of black where the sides flip. I actually did that, where the side flip on my Laserdisc is. The exact same moment. There's one frame of black where they they didn't even mesh them totally right. So that was literally, they took the Laserdisc and just put it onto a smaller disc. Hmm. And and well and instead of two sides it was all on one right but that's the other thing about DVDs flippers my original release of seven half the movie was on one side half the movie was on the other right and and you just like a laser disc and you'll occasionally get that uh, I've seen it it's I think it's even more popular where you've got the movie on one side and the special features on the oh, other I've seen that but but or, it's when the movie is yeah. on two sides or uh, Prince of the City. That's a weird one. It, that wasn't a flipper disc, but it was a two disc. Mm-hmm. The first two hours of the movie are on disc one. The last 20 minutes of the movie are on disc two, as well as the rest of the special features. Right. I don't understand why they couldn't have compressed it to just fit the entire freaking movie onto the one disc. Because if you compress it too much digitally, it starts looking really, really bad. It also looks really bad when you have to get up and just to watch the last 20 minutes, put another disc in, wait for the menu to load, wait for all the ads to load. It's like... Okay, this is stupid. Well, that's why you get one of those five-disc changers. Really? You need something like that? I saw one the other day that kind of made me giggle. And I know we totally went off video stores into DVDs. But... Yeah, I know. But I saw Sony makes a DVD player that holds 300. Do you really need that? No. No, that's I'm not I'm not saying I need that. Like I said, it made me no, kind of. I, I didn't mean you as you. I meant you as. Is there a person that really needs that? Yes, yes, I'm sure there is somebody with this big collection who just wants. You know what? I've got this big projector TV and I've got all this stuff in the wall and I wish I could just load up all my DVDs and just call them up when I want. You know, it's kind of like if they were digitized on a computer and completely searchable from a laptop or something. You're going to make a lot of enemies on this show about that. Yeah, I realize that. But nonetheless. uh, Well, something else we also got to bring up when we're talking about the video stores. Now, some stores did this, some didn't. And I'm talking within the same corporation. Like, I've been to Blockbusters that did this, and I've been to Blockbusters that didn't. And that was Laserdiscs. Never saw one. Uh, I, I the blockbuster in Green Bay never did, but I was in Milwaukee once. The blockbuster there rented laser discs. Um, there was a uh, mom and pop store that rented laser discs in Green Bay at one point. They went out of business a long time ago, but that that was a weird one that some stores would rent laser discs, some would not. Some of the lasers I've got, and keep in mind, I got these either from people, you know, just trades, or I bought them on eBay. Some have little stickers in the corner. It's like, holy crap, this was an X-Rental. You don't see that too often. I I think I've seen like four Laserdiscs in my lifetime. No, you've been to my house. I've got about 300. Well, I know, but I I mean, prior to meeting you, I think I've seen about four Laserdiscs in my lifetime. It was, it just, I never knew anybody with a player. Well, I did. I I knew one person with a player, but. See, I got my, I didn't get my first Laserdisc player until late 90s. Maybe. Okay. And the very first disc I got 
Well, I actually had the movie prior to even having the player. I bought it because I found it at a used store and I wasn't going to pass it up, was Aliens Special Edition. That was actually my first laser. But, you know, the video stores, I mean, really, all there is nationwide at this point is Blockbuster and Family Video, isn't there, for for chains? I'm trying to think of others here. Hollywood Video is gone. Video Watch is gone. Watch is gone. You've got some regional chains. Well, I'm, t- I'm talking na- there, national. National, I think that's about it. And Family Video does kind of tick me off a little bit in in the way they categor. You know, go back going back to the categorization. Categorization. Right. They don't categorize. Once it's off the new release shelf, everything is just alphabetical. See, I might like that better. But if you're just in the mood for a horror movie, you just want to go to the horror section and see what looks good. There you can't. You have to go through the store to see what horror movie you might want to see. I do kind of like the categorization, and in a way I do agree it is somewhat easier yeah. when it's just alphabetical. So, see, but that's that's the thing with me. Is I'm trying to think of the last time I was in a video store. And I know that my wife Dawn and I have a, a uh, membership that we got – because I think I, I went to one because it was just a few blocks from our house when I first moved up here. Okay. But I don't think I've been to one since probably 2005. You know what? I just re- remembered I might still have my video watch membership card in my wallet. I actually think I still have that thing. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if I ever threw that out when video watch went kapoopy. And our our membership, yeah, our membership was Hollywood Video. Oh, wait. There is another one here in, in Green Bay. I just remembered Choice Video. That rents porn as well, which is probably the only thing sustaining that store is probably the fact that it rents porn. You know, I actually had a, a, a viewer, cause, or a viewer, a listener write in to the show and say, who actually pays for porn nowadays? Who would actually go and rent a DVD? Just because it's online, that doesn't mean it's the preferred format, does it? Yes. Really? Yeah. So. But you know me. Okay. If- then, then take you out of it. And you speak for the overall populace. Yes. Do you think the overall populace would prefer to just download a, a porno yeah, rather I th- than... I think the overall populace doesn't want, you know, if they're looking for spank material, they don't want to leave their house. And, well, and then you also got to deal with, you know, you're renting that she-mail tape and you got the clerk's going to look at you mm-hmm. funny. You know, when you're, when you're talking about tranny prostitutes you know, 19. Banging granny in the fanny. Is that a real 22. series? And that is a real series, yes. <laughs> Trust me, it was one of the more popular series when I worked at the video store because I was one of those video clerks that gave those looks. Really, I, I would be, I would have been one of those ones that didn't judge. I didn't judge. I, the, but the fun part Don't was. Don't you judge me. The fun part was when we had, you know, I had a family that had come in and wandered into the kind of the back of the store, not not the back room of the store, but did, the did, the other right. end of the store, and I had, uh, and I would have Ball State students come in and get their porn and be like, hey, man, are the women in this movie hot and blah, 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 and does their, do, do their genitals go blah, 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 and do they blah, Dude, blah, blah, Dude, I'm blah, totally blah. a man. Exactly. And, or or, or I, I had this one regular customer who was a lesbian, and I'm, I'm pretty sure her name was Steve. <laughs> oh, she was one of them kind of lesbians. Was, I am a lesbian. I need no man, blah, blah, blah. And she would sit there and... 
because she would she would ask me she'd be like are the women in this hot and I'm like I haven't, I haven't really watched that one I don't know you know look at the cover do you think so well the ones that are on the cover are never in there and I want to see them do this and this and this and I've got this family with two young children back right in the family her. section you know but she is just screaming as loud as possible and later when I when I walk because again there's a Ball State little village of shops and cafes. I go out to get my lunch at the cafe next door, and she's sitting there. And I sit down, and I just said, you know, blah, because I knew what her name was. Steve. Blah. Steve, you know that I am not an overbearing, woman-controlling, standard patriarchal man. Why do you come into my store? And you're one of the few people that can embarrass me, but I was also embarrassed because there were children back in the store and blah, blah, blah. And she looked at me, and she just says, because you have a penis, and I can. Oh, I see. I, I, I've met those. I used to, when I worked up at the Landmark, I had uh, yeah. I had somebody that, part of my job, take people's bags to their room. Sure. No, no problem. Uh, I, I pick up the bag. I mean, let's just say the woman did look like a bull dyke. I mean, that's the only way to describe the way this woman looked. She almost slaps my hand away. I don't need help from no man to take my bags. Yeah, that kind of deal. I hate those kind of people. I did get Steve back, though. Okay. I found out that Steve had a crush on the barista at this particular cafe. Was the barista a femme? Well, see, and, well, yes, she was. But unlike every other coffee shop and Starbucks I've been to, this wasn't a lesbarista. This was just a straight barista. They do exist. I was amazed. <laughs> and so at one point, I ended up taking this barista out on a date, and we actually ended up stopping at the cafe. This is Muncie, Indiana. It's Ball State. There's not a whole lot of places to go. We ended up <laughs> stopping at this cafe and making out at this cafe while a live band played, and Steve was right there by stage, and she, boy, she just glared at me. And I'm just like, aha, f*** you. People don't realize what a video store used to be. For one thing, the thing we liked about it, we got about 10 minutes left, it was sort of a communal experience. You know, you'd go there with your friends, let's go rent a couple of movies. Exactly, and and there is, I, I mean, I still get this feeling, as silly as it sounds, I still get this feeling at the library, going and looking through the new books and seeing what's out there and everything like that. There is something to that browse and grab. It's not the same when you're just looking through Netflix's cover art right it just it doesn't have the same it doesn't feel exactly so and also video stores you, the clerks would get to know you and would, your preferences your preferences and again i even had you know given i was working at this one but to arrive at work and have dane look and go hey we just got this in the mail and i know you're gonna like it and i know you've never seen it but you know put it on tv and watch while you're working or or, you know, after I was working there to show up and have Dane go, hey, I just got this one in. Um, I, you know, how long are you in town? Well, just over Christmas. Here, bring it back before you leave, you know. Well, that used to happen, uh, the uh, grocery store my wife and I used to work together. The, you know, they had a video section. That's, we said we'd talk about that a little bit. Another thing that younger kids, younger listeners are not going to get is the fact that almost every grocery store, pharmacy, Every place like that had a video oh, section. Some gas stations even. I mean, some still do today. Yeah. One of the gas stations, the Quick Trip. Yeah. Uh, or, 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 not, it's not the regular Quick Trip. They split with a Q. 
they they have a huge DVD rental section. Yeah. You got to remember, you'd go in there and you would, the coolest thing about these grocery store ones, you'd find tapes that were not at the corporate stores. Oh, yeah. you find all the weird horror movies. I mean, you want to find I Spit on Your Grave Uncut? You can't find that at Blockbuster. You can't find that at Hollywood Video. You can't find that at Family Video. Merchants, Merchants Grocery. Yeah. That will have I Spit on Your yeah. Grave in the horror section. And it's especially there was there was one uh, not too far from, uh, oh, God, I forget what, what city it was, but Wapahani High School. In Indiana, it's, it's outside. It's in. It's near a farm. Okay. In it's every, near in, nowhere. In every direction, there are farms. But I used to date a girl that, that went to school there, and it was great because she would take me into her big town, and I forget what town it was, but it was a little tiny Indiana town. And this store sold hunting licenses, guns, ammunition, bait, fishing supplies, and videos. And videos. <laughs> Well, you need something to watch in the uh, deer blind, don't exactly. you? Exactly. You know, uh, not definitely not the deer. Uh, but yeah, you you you'd find these things everywhere. You almost expected to walk over to your neighbors and have them be like, "Well, thanks for coming over for dinner. It's wonderful to have you here. Oh, can I interest you in renting one of our videos?" <laughs> you know? Yeah, because I mean, like I said, these stores not only were they usually cheaper. I mean, at least the one my mom worked at, I think he, I think it was a Red Owl. The videos were like 70 cents a day yeah. for a new release. Yeah. Because that wasn't where the store was making all their money. So they could afford to basically let these things go for next to nothing. Right. And for some reason, like I said, they had all the weird tapes. Mm-hmm. They had all the weird crap you can't find elsewhere. And that that was pretty cool. There are still a few of those. There are still a few places that, that have those. And actually, there is there is one service that I... That kind of popped up with audio books in the late 70s and then grabbed onto video in the in the 80s that I am very happy to see. And if you go into some of the larger truck stops like Pilot, what is the BP, some of the other okay. the large nationwide truck stops. Okay. <clears throat> especially if they have a special trucker store where you find all the chrome and the lights and the and the CD, CD the radios and stuff like that. Usually, back in a corner, you'll find videos and audiobooks that you can rent there, and you know that you can rent in New Jersey and return in Missouri. Mm-hmm. You know that kind of stuff, and I'm glad to see that stuff still around, and I'm glad to see that even audiobooks are still there too. Well, the one thing we can thank Blockbuster for, though, what's that? Over anyone else is renting Nintendo games. Really, they actually had to sue Nintendo for the right to rent video games. They tried to rent NES games, and Nintendo sued them, saying, you can't. You buy it. It's for home use only. You cannot go and rent our t- our games. They actually had to sue Nintendo. So it's because of Blockbuster that we are actually able to rent video games nowadays. Oh. That's the only thing I give Blockbuster credit for, is they said no. People want Nintendo games. you got to remember, back then, an NES game was 60 bucks right. if it was a penny. right. right. And so most people only wanted to play these things for five, six hours. They're not spending six bucks on a five, six hour game or 60 bucks. So thank you for that, Blockbuster. Other than that, f*** you, Blockbuster. The video store is basically dead. And I really do feel bad for all you younger listeners who didn't get to peruse a 1988-era video store and just see how cool it was. And the, the whole joy of discovery that that had with it of... 
you got to remember the deceptive cover art to the crappy movies. No pictures on the back. Oh yeah, you really didn't know whether you were renting crap or a gem. Brad pointed out in one of his videos a while back that occasionally you would see different movies with the same cover art with a different color scheme or with some, you know, maybe a helicopter photoshopped into the back or something. And yeah, it was just all over the place. It was a crapshoot. Yeah. You you really never knew what you were going to get unless it was a big name title that you went, oh, okay, 2001, I know what that is. Exactly. When when you, especially in the Star Wars and alien ripoff genres and the World Warrior ripoff genre, Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. never knew what you were going to get. Was it going to be fun? In fact, I remember, to give you an idea of what kind of a crapshoot it was, I remember renting a movie on one of my nights with my dad. Divorced parents. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. on a, on a night with Dad, we rented Red Sonia because I liked the Conan movies. And you I, thought it was a Conan, and flick, I thought didn't it you? was going to be another Conan flick with with a with a chick in the lead. And there is nothing more awkward as a fifteen year old boy to be there with your your friend Jason and your dad watching a movie in your dad's office while Dad has popped popcorn and everything, and watching Red Sonia and having the the big old boobies flop out and and the nudity happen and you're just like I am awkward now no see feeling it, it, awkward it, it, it used to, used to be with, with my dad he'd be off getting drunk and he'd miss like the first half of the movie and it'd be something we'd seen before like Friday the Thirteenth he'd just just come stumbling in is she naked yet yeah <laughs> you know you just feel yeah this is all right, Dad, you need to go lay down. Well, again, conservative family, so we were uncomfortable now. It's kind of like watching. Well, you try watching hardcore porn with your mom sometime. It just doesn't work. I've never done that, and that would be creepy. Yeah, yes. that's 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 what I'm talking about. But all right, so thank you for filling in again. Well, Brad is at Horror and I'm not. I'm that I'm son of a to, bitch. I'm happy to fill in. I hope Brad's having a good time, and maybe he'll maybe he'll be kind enough to bring us some swag back. I asked him to. Maybe he'll be kind enough to actually bring us some swag back. I know. I asked him to, though. So. <laughs> you never know. All right. I'll talk to you guys later. Good night. Thanks a lot for putting up with me, everybody. Have a good evening.
Yeah. 